This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning winning drive. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of Baltimore Postgame Uncensored on 105.7 The Fan, as well as my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. And the Ravens had their press conference today, uh, Cordell, but let's talk about the big news that hit Prior to the press conference, um, the biggest news is Greg Roman um, has decided to part ways with the Ravens. And that came out a couple of hours prior to the press conference. So, of course, um, there's a lot of people that, you know, have had things to say uh, about this situation. And it does feel like when you look at what the fan base and their reactions are, that it feels like this is an, a, a move that people wanted generally. And, you know, you and I have talked about Greg Roman a lot and his decision making on this podcast as well as on our respective radio shows. So um, it did feel like it was time to move on. I think for me, the biggest shock was that uh, he had an option year. And it, and it was shock to me because he and uh, Wink Martindale got extensions at the same time but apparently they had two different lengths in in years so while you know all this time I'm thinking that you know Greg Roman was um no longer that this option year was 2022 it was in fact 2023 and then he declined the option obviously and you know uh the history is what it is he's no longer um the Ravens offensive coordinator so I wanted to get your thoughts on that first like how do you feel about this and then you know we can talk about guys that maybe we think could potentially take Greg Roman's place yeah I mean I'm first and foremost I was kind of surprised that they put this out before the press conference. Um, I think Greg Roman's people did it. I don't yeah, think the Ravens did anything. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, it was Greg Roman's, uh, you know, agents, uh, his agent agency or whatever you want to call it. They're the ones uh, that ended up putting out the the release saying that Greg Roman had was, was done in Baltimore. Um, and I, I, I do think that the Ravens were kind of almost blindsided by that, so to speak, uh, I think they were caught a little off guard. I mean, Harz put his, you know, his um his release out uh, about, you know, I guess his thoughts on Greg Roman leaving. But it was just weird to me that they were that they started the press conference off without even mentioning the fact that Greg Roman was no longer there anymore. You, you would, it's just usually, and it may not be a big thing. I'm not saying it's a big deal, but usually when you have a press conference like that and something major like that happens that day, earlier that day, they're going to start off with that. They're going to throw that in there. Um, But it was the inevitable. 
you know, uh, I, I don't think it was rocket science to know that Greg Roman's time in Baltimore had come to an end. Uh, they had to move on. Both sides had to move on because what else did you need to see if you're the Ravens from Greg Roman leading this offense and, and really from Greg Roman? I mean, why stay where you're not wanted? You know, yeah. um, he hears the noise. He he's seen everything that's been going on. The Tyus Bowser situation where the notes are all over the front door of the facility is just by far just unfathomable uh, to think of like how that would make me feel if I'm the right coordinator like that. And that, we still don't know what happened with that. Yeah, how funny you know, is that, that that got swept under the rug? Of course. We still that, don't know who did that. Of course, that's how it happens. I, I'm still, if anybody <laughs> out there is listening, I'm still willing to put a solid $20 on getting the uh, security film to see who it was that <laughs> was sprinkling those notes out there in front of the door. But, you know, it's, like I said, it was inevitable. Um, I think this offense needs a fresh start. Lamar needs a fresh start. Um, you see on Twitter, Emory Hunt, who's a good friend, I think of both of ours, yeah, had, had tweeted that, you know, Lamar had, been in a pro style offense out in Louisville and Lamar retweeted him saying, thank you. Like that was as if, you know, that's something Lamar wanted to be known. Lamar doesn't speak often. And he doesn't always comment on things pertaining to him and on the field situations, but to see him comment on that, I thought was a little eye opening. Um, We've always been fed this notion that, Greg Roman put this offense together for Lamar. And I never really fully bought into that. If you look at Greg Roman's track record, this is what his offense has always been. Um, It it wasn't different in Baltimore. It was really the same as it was out in San Francisco. You look at him back out in Buffalo, it was the same situation. Like, I, I don't think that Greg Roman just got in the lab and made this offense from scratch for Lamar Jackson. I, I don't think that's the case. And I also don't think it's the case that Lamar can only play in this run-heavy type of offense. I don't think that's the case. Lamar played in a pro-style spread type of offense in college. We wanted a Heisman playing in that offense. I mean, you know, he had an NFL-type coach uh, coaching him at Louisville. So I, I've never really bought into that notion that Lamar is limited to the things that Greg Roman called for him, as if Greg Roman was kind of, saving Lamar from himself or something like that. I, I think, I think we, I don't think we give him enough credit and I don't mean us, but just people in general, I don't think they have given Lamar enough credit for just being a quality football player. I mean, if he's playing at a professional level. You would think that he could play a pro style offense, but it doesn't end. The Ravens problems don't end with Greg Roman. Um, it's a step, but it's not the end all be all. And in terms of what's next at the offensive coordinator position, I think the Ravens are in a little bit of a bind here because the uncertainty with the quarterback position long-term, you you would imagine is going to affect uh, what offensive coordinators decide they want to do as far as coming to Baltimore. Um, you, you know, it's going to be tough to sell to some of these outside candidates that Baltimore is the place where they should come when right. – they don't know who their quarterback's going to be for the future. Now, the one good thing that they have going for them is the fact that 
there are 10 openings right now for offensive coordinator and the Ravens are included in that 10. But those out of those 10 teams, you got the Ravens, the Bucks, Chargers, Commanders, Titans, Rams, Jets, Patriots, Colts, and Cardinals. Out of those 10 teams, only two of those teams have have don't have question marks at the quarterback position as far as the contract is 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 a, is a concern. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody I don't think is worried about Lamar as a quarterback. It's the contract that that you don't that you have questions about. But you look at it, Tampa, we don't know what Tom Brady's going to do. You would imagine he's right. at least done in Tampa, if not done playing football altogether. The commanders have been looking for a quarterback for over 30 years. The Titans, you know, they drafted Malik Willis late in the season. Uh, you don't know if they're, I don't think they're going to end up picking up Ryan Tannehill's contract. So you got quarterback questions there. The Rams, Matthew Stafford says he's coming back, but how much does he have left? in the tank right now, the Jets situation, God, Zach Wilson might be the worst starting quarterback oh in football. Yeah. Uh, the Patriots. I mean, what, what are you, what are you getting out there? Mac Jones isn't great. The Colts, God knows they're a dumpster fire. So, I mean, if you're going to take a shot on any of these opportunities that have question marks at the quarterback position, Baltimore might be the place that you, you know, might be your best option. And because at least it's like, okay, even if I only get Lamar for a year, you know, that right there is, you know, I'll be able to at least have an elite quarterback that I'll be able to have in my system and at least be able to show what I can do. Or the flip side could be the Ravens tell this, tell whatever the offensive coordinator is that, hey, even if Lamar's not here, we're going to end up trading him. So you're either going to get Lamar or you're going to get a young promising quarterback that will be able to kind of mold from day one of him entering the league. So that'll kind of have to be their selling point because I would imagine any offensive coordinator that they try to hire outside of the building is going to be concerned about the quarterback position. And even internally, they don't have many options. James Urban, not much experience in the offensive coordinator role, calling plays. T. Martin wasn't necessarily great when he was at USC uh, right. in college and hasn't been able to really call plays at the NFL uh, level. They don't have a lot of good options internally. So like I said, this, this offensive coordinator saga is far from over. There are a lot of factors that are going to go into who takes over this position. And I think what makes it so difficult is that it's like a chain. Every link is connected to the next. So um, this who fills this coordinator position is kind of going to be dependent on what happens with Lamar. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I want to go back to something that you mentioned about Greg Roman. While I don't think that Greg Roman um, tailored this offense necessarily to Lamar, I think that Greg Roman's offense is um, friendly to athletes like Lamar, um, Alex Smith, Colin Kaepernick, Tyrod Taylor. Those are guys that were all pretty mobile and Lamar kind of fit that 
that realm. I do think that 2019 was um, a, a great year for that offense. But then uh, the problem, I believe, is it that they didn't start implementing more passing concepts into that offense and less, uh, and less run concepts. Now, don't get me wrong. I think that Lamar, if if healthy, should run the ball. Because as we know, both injuries have come from him being in the pocket. Him running is not the liability here. So I, I, I never had a problem with Lamar running. Because as of right now, it does not appear that it's hurting him. And as a matter of fact, you're seeing more quarterbacks running anyway. So, you know, Josh Allen does it <laughs> like any runs people will want on a regular basis. Um, so I don't have a problem with with that I just think that after 2019 you had to start tweaking the offense more and Greg Roman just didn't do that and I think that that's the problem it, because I think that you can have um, an offense that allows you to do some some things that you were already doing but then adding you know some other concepts San Francisco is a really good example of that. And so, um, but they also have the, that have great players too. Mm -hmm. And Lamar in himself is a great player, but he's obviously still needed some help. Um, and I just think that sometimes that the, 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 what Greg Roman was doing as the years have gone on, have not been beneficial to the growth of Lamar Jackson, if that makes sense. So, I, you know, I, I, I say that to say, even though I think that there's some good things that Greg Roman has done for this team, because I believe um, three in th three seasons that he's been OC, the Ravens have finished top 10 in offense. There's some bad. And I think that the bad is lack of growth, lack of evolution, because everything needs to evolve. And Greg Roman just has not been able to do that. And that's why I think that he caps out at these places in year four and or has not had a head coach. Uh, a opportunity because of, of those types of things. He fizzles out, I think, eventually. But in terms of, you know, finding a, a guy that fits to Lamar's strengths, I really, yeah, I'm with you on the whole T. Martin thing. I, you took the words out of my mouth about the USC situation, so I'm not really sure what I what I expect from him. Um, Urban as well, Keith Williams. I, I don't know what to expect from those and, guys. And been, not to even cut you off, but think about it. What's Lamar and Jane and, and Coach Urban's relationship? Lamar, right, brings, exactly. He brings his own quarterback coach to practice. I mean, I think that kind of tells you what he thinks. <laughs> of his quarterback coach. Well, that's a valid. That's a very valid point, Cordell. So, so I have no idea if he makes things better. Um, I have been clamoring for Brian Johnson, who is the quarterback coach of Philadelphia. I think that what the Ravens want to do and what Brian Johnson has shown you he could do would be um, very beneficial for what the Ravens are as an organization. He's going to run the football and that's something that the Ravens want to do there. I, I don't think that that's something that will ever change. Even in the passing league, they're going to wait until running is cool again and then be like, see, we were still doing that, mm -hmm. but it's still important to pass. And I think that, you know, Brian Johnson allows, he, he runs a lot of RPOs, he runs a lot of, you know, he, he runs, he has really good passing concepts and he's very, he now in, in the Philly offense, obviously he's not the offensive coordinator, but what I will say this at Florida, when he was the offensive coordinator, they had Kyle Trask and they had Kyle Pitts and everybody knows how Kyle, Kyle Pitts ended up going top 10 in the NFL draft. And so they were very, 
heavy on allowing their best players to be the focal guys. And in this offense, who is your best pass catcher? Mark Andrews, right? So you get him, you get, hopefully you get Bateman back. I think you need to find a receiver, whether it's in, 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 uh, free agency, trade, draft, whatever. And I think that that would be the perfect fit. I, I said Byron Leftwich, but, you know, I don't know how I feel about that, Cordell, because I had to think about this. Byron Leftwich was not really a guy who moved in the pocket in his own career. And then he coached a guy that wasn't really a guy that moved in the pocket in his career. So I'm not really sure what Byron Leftwich would do in a situation like the Ravens, where they're going to run the football. They're going to let their quarterback run the football. So, you know, I, I am, I'm not sure where that fits in with what the organization wants to do. As of right now, my top choice is Brian Johnson. I don't know who else I want because that's where I'm stuck at. <laughs> and I'm not really sure how I can get off of saying, well, these are the other options that I like because that's the that is the guy that I really like. I mean, yeah, I think I think the key, and you you kind of touched on it with the talking about um Byron Left, which is I think you do how much do the Ravens value having a guy that has experience working with a guy that has Lamar's skill set. Right. Brian Johnson, he's working with mobile quarterbacks. He did it. Yep. You know, you talked about him at, back in Florida, but now he's out in Philly working with Jalen Hurts, and you can see the growth in Jalen Hurts' game. And I, I think the biggest thing for me, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily make it a prerequisite that whatever the offensive coordinator is that they hire has to have experience working with a mobile quarterback. But I just want creativity. When you turn right. on the film, you look at it, and there was no creativity in the past game. God knows Greg Roman might be the most creative run designer in the league. Kyle Shanahan and just the Shanahan family in general might be the one, the only people I could think of that can give him any type of competition. Um, but he's got it in terms of creativity in the run game. The past game, however, it's, it's like he drew it up in crayons. And you need somebody that's going to be able to come in here and maximize on having a talent like Lamar Jackson on having a talent like Mark Andrews at the tight end position on having a talent like JK Dobbins at the running back position. The key is while I want a guy that's going to come in and be as creative as possible. I think the Ravens, they have too many guys that are explosive playmakers on this team, albeit they do lack talent on the offensive side of the ball, but the talent they do have is like upper echelon talent. These are some of the better players at their own individual positions. Um, yeah. So you, you, they, they have to find a way to maximize these guys, but whoever the offensive coordinator is going to be, it doesn't matter if the Ravens aren't going to invest in the wide receiver position. They're going to have to break out of this mode of the way they view the wide receiver position. You can't yeah. continue it to continue to value it the way that you have and think that you're going to have the ultimate success in the NFL. The Ravens have plenty of regular season success, but they have not had the playoff success over the last few years. And you look at it, this is kind of this last, what, like 10, 11 year window where the league has kind of really making made a true commitment to being a heavy passing league. The Ravens haven't been able to be one of the more successful teams in the postseason. I don't think that's a coincidence. I really I don't. Agree. You have to be able to have playmakers 
on the perimeter if you're going to win in January. And if that's what they want, they, they're going to have to change their philosophy a little bit at the wide receiver position. I completely agree with that. And and obviously the, the guy that comes in now has to, even if they don't have it, Cordell, from a, a, a talent perspective, the new coordinator has to get guys involved because how many times did we complain about Devin Duvernay not getting enough touches prior to his injury? More, you know, we would we complained about him being missing. He would have good games, and then and then he was just pretty much a non-factor for a couple games afterwards. And so, you know, whoever comes in here has to get guys consistently involved in the offense. I don't care if you consider Devin DuVernay a number three or whatever, he's what you have. So you need to overutilize him as far as I'm concerned and find a way to get him involved in the offense to be something that, you know, the Ravens direly need, which is a playmaker. So that I agree with you. I mean, you have to find a way to get, respect in your passing game if you really want to be a contender in the National Football League. And, I, you know, I, I would like to hope that they really put some effort into this this offseason because, you know, we talked about it ridiculously, you know, in numbers last season in terms of the depth, in terms of who they had there, and it came back and bit them in the butt. Like we all kind of thought that, it would mm -hmm. so don't let it happen you can't keep getting you can't keep getting caught slipping that way and I think that the Ravens I would like to hope Cordell that the Ravens found a way to accept their flaws in that and not allow that to happen again so we'll see about that again Greg Roman is no longer uh, the offensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens so who will be next it will be interesting to see. Don't be surprised if they find a way to um, bring someone up internally either. But uh, we will find out as the Ravens turn. <laughs> yeah, right. 